The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty, will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con. Log on to Denver Comic-Con right now to get your tickets to the Mile High Extravaganza. It is getting so close and I'm getting antsy because oh. I really want to go there. Yeah, and I want comics now. And I really hope that the DCC people contact me soon about panels and, and things like that because there's some panels I really want to get in on because um, yeah. they have some ideas uh, corresponding with Chris. You know, He says, we have cool panel ideas and we want you guys to do them again, so... I really want to do one. Yeah. I had I had fun with James Marsters. Hey, do you guys remember how great James Marsters smelt? <laughs> no, I don't. I, just I was remember there, many... but I remember uh, hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling us about it a Dude, lot. Dude, like, he embraced me in his strong arms, and I was like, you smell <laughs> amazing, sir. I love oh, your arms. Man. I just feel so safe. Yeah, it's and I, I, you know, I wanted him to wrap me in his leather trench coat and, um, yeah. you know, call you, me pet. It'd be you, so great. You would just, like, take me to bed or lose me forever. Exactly. So there's so many people I want to interview. I'm still, I didn't put them in my review request for, uh, for what I had to fill out for my podcast yeah. thing. But I'm still gonna beg Kelly Hugh and Aaron Gray to do a Friday the Thirteenth reunion show. <laughs> I'm going to do it because they only give you five slots. I'm like I want to interview everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So oh, we'll be bouncing all over that place. It's yeah. Be so great. I'm, I'm hoping, and we'll see you there. It's May 31st or June 2nd. It'll be lots of fun. There's you no, know what's, you know what's May third? What's May third? My boyfriend's new movie. Oh, oh you mean right. um, yeah, uh, The Great Gatsby? No, you son of a b. Wait, so the Friday is May thirty first. What movie comes out then? I mean, June third is um, it's May third. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all <laughs> goofy. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. That no, I know you were willing to let uh, the premiere of Iron Man three go like a month away. I know, right? <laughs> But it it was, should be the other way around. Like I was, April 3rd. I was messing around on YouTube on my Kindle Fire. And what's great about a Kindle Fire is it has a headphone jack. Mm -hmm. And I plugged in my tweaked audio natural volume 3, version 3 headphones. And I listened to Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, concert he did on Oprah. Man, it sounded amazing. Oh, yeah? And it was a really cool one. And I, it was, I actually watched a whole ep Oprah episode because he was on it promoting his album. Totally, and Ryan's wife just called him gay. <laughs> but <laughs> so far, I could. But listening it through tweaked audio earbuds, dude, you have to get yourself some. Log on to tweakaudio.com. Pick out any ones you want. Any ones you could have hundreds of them. And if you log when you check out, there's a little coupon code. Enter in as one word: real nerds. R e e l n e r d s. A third off your whole order. If your order is thirty thousand dollars, you'll get ten thousand dollars off. Wow, that's you just saved Those ten thousand dollars. Those are some savings, <laughs> right, guys? It's funny. I've been playing a lot of video games lately because mm -hmm. for some reason March this year is just like Dude, video right? game month. It's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, and when I was younger, like 
the best way to get good sound while you're playing a video game, even I have a nice surround sound system in my room, but the best way is really to have headphones, like real nice headphones. You get that surround sound thing. Mm-hmm. You always know where somebody's shooting you from. Um, and I, I got out my headphones recently and, you know, or my, my old headphones and you know, they're big over the ear, awesome headphones. Sounded like shit. Plugged in my, my tweaked audio headphones. They sounded great. And I, and you could hear that definition, like, you know, and they're, I've got this, that parkour ones that are just for, you know, parkour. walk in and listen to music and skateboarding and shit, um, <laughs> which is how I spend you, most of my time. You're not parkouring with your parkour no. earbuds. Well, I, I, ride the, I ride the skateboard, and then when I fall off the cliff, off of the skateboard, then I go into parkour mode. Nice. And I start, like, jumping on shit and swinging. That's awesome. I'm like a monkey. That's cool, dude. Yeah. Do you know why all the cool games are coming out right now? Why? Because the console the is almost over? The console's almost over? Yeah, the console generation's about to end. I, mm, probably more likely that the fiscal quarter is ending. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. hit their projections. Yeah, that's why Mark hires But and this is... And you like, can... If you go to realnerdspodcast.com, you can read my very first video game typed review yeah. for Tomb Raider. And hopefully we'll do another audio one soon, too. We will. And uh, look for those every uh, week. I'm going to try... Even if it's a retro game, I'm going to review them. And oh, cool. Brad's working on... I don't know how many people... I know Brad is a big fan of old school GamePro. Um, they stopped... Printing Game Pro over a year ago, yeah. But I don't know when they stopped their review style with like the dude head that's like on like electric because it's like the best. And when it's okay, he has like his thumb is like in the middle and he's kind of depressed. Um, so Brad's gonna see if we can find some old Game Pros and we're gonna reintroduce <laughs> that review style. That's right. <laughs> that was pretty good. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah. And I, I love video games. That's what's great about this podcast. We might be called real nerds, but we are nerds of everything. Um, we are going to be at Starfest this year. Yeah. Starfest is April 20th through the 19th through the 21st. That's right. Boldly going where yeah. most nerds have gone before. Exactly. And you know what? I, I always am hesitant to go there because it's really not my style, Starfest. It's more of a sci fi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But every time I'm there, I always find a sweet action figure that I've always wanted. <laughs> that is true. I mean, last year I yeah. got to chase Norman Osborn unmasked Green Goblin, which is very hard to find yeah. for 20 bucks. I mean, I paid 25 bucks to get into it. But yeah. $45 for the action figure, which is usually like a $70 action figure, I think's a win. You really end up paying 25 bucks for the day spent walking around, yeah. seeing seeing stormtroopers and shit. And you know what? Every you know every year they have the dude who has bootleg DVDs and um, yeah. Oh, the, oh man, those are good. I'm gonna buy a couple this year. Really? Or maybe steal them. I might steal. Well, them. you already steal off the internet, so I guess it's nothing new for you. Yeah, but I might just steal off that guy's table because that's all he's doing. <laughs> are you guys gonna look down on me if I wear a Starfleet uniform? No, oh, I'm hell gonna, no. Gonna, I'm gonna salute you, sir. Oh Excellent. man, I'll call you the commander all day. Absolutely, finally the Cobra Commander. Ooh, speaking what? of Cobra Commander, do you know what we do on Real Nerds every week, guys? Uh, we talk about the Cobra Commander. Well, besides that, okay, that's off the air. But <laughs> we go we go see the hot new movie of the week. Usually it's something with Miley Cyrus, like LOL. But this week it was. <laughs> no, that's a real movie. Did you no, know? No, I, I, I know. I laughed because I think I, the fallacy is none that. None of us saw that. Uh, it probably didn't come to a theater. It actually didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, what we do. Why would it? Is we go and see a new movie. This year we saw G.I. Joe. This year. This week we saw G.I. <laughs> we Joe. One a year. <laughs> we see one a year. And this year Slow it's G.I. Joe Retaliation. Most uninteresting. We could have seen Star Trek. Trek. We could have seen Evil Dead. <laughs> we could have seen Iron Man, Iron Man 3. 3. Something good. But well, no. No. Our movie of the year is G.I. Joe, Joe Retaliation. <laughs> but we go see the movie. We talk about it at the very end of the show. So stay tuned for our feature. And we'll tell you if you should see it or not. We also go and to fan mail we only have one this week uh, we have I'll, I'll mention a couple things during fan mail uh, we have one this week then we talk about what we watch throughout the course of the week because we're such big movie fans that 
I mean, every week, even if I wasn't doing the show, I'd still probably see two or three movies. Oh, yeah. Just watch them because I love movies so much. And then after that, we talk about some box office numbers, what's coming out, some real news. James has a comic book for us this week. I, do. I can see what you have right there. I'm excited to hear I do. about it. Then oh, the pages look pretty. It does. Great art. And then after that, we review the movie. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be lots of fun. Cool. Also, I'm, if I'm you didn't excited. already know, I'm Brad. Cause oh, I was hi, Brad. And that, that's I, James over there. I just yeah. said, welcome to Real Nerds. Everybody knows who we are. My voice is yeah. so Every podcast smooth. is somebody's first podcast, Ryan. Yeah, Stanley. Oh, wow. So, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm the host. <laughs> well, you did say that. You just forgot the other two. <laughs> did, did I really? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Well, fuck uh, you guys. Who cares? That's all right. You know, I know who I am. But, but I couldn't You'll do remember this. my even name if after Starfest. But I, I, can't, I can't do the show without you guys. James Witty's banter and Brad editing. You definitely can't do the website without I just, me. That's I just, right. I just dropped a quote from Joss Whedon's best script he ever wrote. A little, little, you don't know who I I know who I am, but you don't know who I am. From the chain. Mm-hmm. Buffy fans. Anyway. Anyways, Buffy fans out there. Hey. Fan mail. Fan mail! I'll do that. <laughs> oh, I don't have you know, to. Yeah. I don't have to do that. No, it's automated. You, you, oh, just, wow. you just have to talk. You know, yeah, he puts it anything. into a machine and it just adds music in. Yep. Wow. See, watch this. Damn it. One more, like, listen to this. Female! Wasn't that great? That was. That was pretty good. Dude, should I do another rap? You dropped a sweet beat for me last did week. Did you enjoy that? I did. <laughs> I like it because I never know if you're going to do it, and I tell you to do it, and then I'm always pleasantly surprised when I listen to the podcast and it shows up. And it really wow. ends really funny, too, because you're like, all right, that's enough yeah. of that, and it just... The amazing thing is I just picked a random clip and it ended exactly where it needed to really? oh really yeah. oh man and it even kind of fits too i mean I, I wasn't doing it rhythmically at all but brad yeah. found the right one and it it works pretty well it's kind of funny how i know watching you edit over a couple years sometimes you just put a piece of music and it just fits for some reason it does that's it's spooky it is it's it's really cool maybe you it subconsciously you had it in your mind or yeah, something probably because i've watched so many movies that I, exactly. my brain is subconsciously informed by uh certain aesthetics <laughs> probably uh, Probably not. Before we get into uh, the actual only piece of fan mail I got this week, um, we got a couple tweets. Um, Mac Rebonics has tweeted he wants to see Pacific Rim or Evil Dead with us. Evil Dead's next week, and it's short notice, so if you'd like to see Pacific Rim with us, sir, make sure you tweet us your phone number or email address, a way we can contact you, not just in 140 characters, Yeah, and uh, we'll set something up for sure. I think Pacific Rim is in July. Or yeah, is it? so it's a way. Yeah. I told them uh, if you think of something sooner, you're welcome to yeah. switch it up. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Maddie O'Connor and Zach want to come back for Pain and Gain. E- Pain and Gain, oh. epic part two, and Pain and Gain is in April. So yeah, you know, anytime you guys want to fit in, you know, just let us know what other movie you want to see. He mentioned Pacific Rim in his one of his tweets. So yeah, if you want to see it, you're more than welcome to. Very cool. Um, also, this week. The Alamo Draft House opened, and we went there and watched Ghostbusters. And we are currently trying to set up something with them. Um, hopefully, we can do a live show or get a movie we really want to see there. Yeah, and we can introduce and kind of have a fun new live show. And our friend John kind of sent us some ideas for a live show, which some of them I I do like. And I, I, of course, I'm going to tweak them because I, nobody tells me how to run my show. So <laughs> not even you, John. 
Even if it's a great idea, he'll make even it shitty just so it's, it's not your even idea. Even if it's a great idea, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to say it's my idea. I'm going to plagiarize it. <laughs> so fuck you, John. Just yeah. kidding, John. Me and John go away. Man, I've known John since high school, so I graduated 12 years ago. Oh, mm-hmm. you old man. Right? And so I've known him for 16 years. And he, he writes a great blog. I, I love his blogs. It, it deals with lots of different things, sports, entertainment. Anyways, uh, so yeah. So thanks, John. I, I would take an advisement. Actually, you kind of said something that I was going to do is something with movie quotes or stumping the real nerd, something like that. But the format will change for the live show. Yeah. I just haven't really figured it out yet. But more important than if we're going to get involved there, dude, you've got to go check out the Alamo Draft Yeah, that's pretty nice. If you live in the Denver area, like... Even if we never get to do anything there, I will still pimp it because that place is awesome. Yep, man. Uh, well, but let's we'll save. We'll talk about Ghostbusters later when we talk about what we've been watching. Sure. Yeah. Talk um, about what that theater's like. What was that one mail you got? Uh, actually, my friend Charlie Frost, no relation, um, <laughs> worked with me at um, Outback for a few years, and I got an instant message on Facebook, and he says, "Hey, man, just wanted to drop a line and say that I'm the newest member of the Real Nerds Fan Club." Woo! Hell yeah. Um, I can't hold a candle to your movie knowledge, but I enjoy hearing you guys talk, uh, shoot the shit about obscure trivia, actors, etc. <laughs> I spent a day at work listening to the 1999 movie episode, oh. and now I now I need to go check out Magnolia and Deep Blue Sea. What are oh. two great things to combine? Is <laughs> please, Magnolia and Deep Blue please Sea? Please don't watch those. Actually, no. Please watch those movies on the same day. Yeah, right yeah. next to each other. Oh yeah. Uh, in what order? Wait, what? What? What order is? I would best? say Magnolia, then Deep Blue Sea. Really? I would have figured Deep Blue Sea. Then you could wash your palate with Magnolia. No, see, that's the thing. I would say the other way around. Yeah, I would say like a serious. This is from serious someone who has Magnolia. seen Magnolia. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say a serious I've seen Magnolia. Magnolia. No, no, I'm not talking Brad, about you. Oh, you have. I say I yeah. fucking own the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say yeah. You watch Magnolia, have a serious time, mm-hmm. and then jump into fucking crazy shark movie. Like yep. yes, crazy shark movie. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Uh, that's so yeah. So how you wrote it, Charlie, is how I would do it. Yep. Magnolia and then Deep Blue Sea. And Brad, this one's for you. Also, I love the Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time Warp sound effect you guys yes. use. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that, and I'm so I'm amazed glad somebody noticed that, that someone noticed that. That cracked me up. Keep up the good work. I dig it. And then he asked me a personal question, like where I'm working at. So, uh, But here's the thing with uh, Charlie. I followed this up. With, uh, I said, you should be on, you know, our podcast. Let me know what day. I said, you know, we only have Pacific Rim re- tentatively scheduled with somebody and Pain and Gain. And I said, if you want to be on the show, do it. And I said, hey, Charlie, you're also a musician. And if you want to write us an original theme song, oh. write us an original theme song and we'll put it on. I said, I can't pay you because I'm married, so I'm poor. But um, <laughs> he's. <laughs> oh. um, and he said. That uh, yeah, he would love to, and he doesn't want the money. He just you know wants credit for it. Oh so well, good. He's not gonna get. He's it. gonna write something with hard rock guitar riffs and some techno beats in the background, dude. So, so I'm excited to see what good. he comes up with. And I told him, I said, whatever you come up with, man, uh, it's fine by me. We've always wanted an, uh, an original theme song, and it's gonna be cool to have one. So even if you don't come up with one, Charlie, thanks for being a fan. That's all that matters, and I'm glad you're listening and good hearing from you. Also, Charlie, if you do watch both those movies in the same day, totally call in and tell us what it's like. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that movie. Absolutely. How can you do that? You can call 720-6nerds5. That's how you can call us. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. Leave us a comment at realnerdspodcast.com. You can Facebook us a comment like Charlie did. Or you can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can res- record yourself on a tape recorder mm-hmm. and then mail it to us. I mean, some uh, you don't have our address, but if... You know, Dude, that'd be sweet if we you got might get like a, in the mail one of those really small 
uh, cassette like tapes <laughs> that had a message on it. Yeah. Just play it into a microphone. This yeah. tape will self-destruct. No, it would have to come with a, uh, what, what was that thing called? A record boy. The thing from Home Alone, you know, that was like this, it was just a tape recorder, but it had all these like tools and weird augmented arms and shit on it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Nope. No. No? Really? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Well, anyway. Maybe one day. I always wanted one when I was a kid. Oh, I yeah. used to watch that movie so much when I was a kid. I used to love that movie. I always wanted my house to be broken into by some bumbling burglars, and yeah. I could lay my micro machines, and they'd eat shit walking across them. And Anybody else remember micro machines? Oh, I do. Oh, I yeah. used to have the blue container that would have, you lift it up one side, and it had like the sticker, and it would say, this is where the monster truck goes, and you'd have to collect them all and put them in the little... Oh, yeah. And then you realize... Hot Wheels are the same thing, and they're bigger. But <laughs> well, at the beginning of that movie, he's recording his uncle being an asshole, and then he uses that recording throughout the rest of the movie. So, like, when he's got to scare away some people, you know, like he's got this recording of his uncle being an asshole. Anyway, yeah, I, um, I, I remember. I just remember. I can't picture the equipment. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason is, yeah, I, I wanted one when I was a kid because they they put it in that movie and then they sold them in real life, and it was just a cheap ass tape recorder, but it looked cool. And and he had one in that movie, so every every kid I knew wanted one. But none of us bought one because it was like a $25 tape recorder or some shit like that. It's one of those movies that's super huge. Yeah. I mean, I think and it came out in 91. It grossed yeah, like $250 million. million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone 2 is also really good. Just straight up. I don't I remember. remember. I, would watch I know it's left Christmas. in New York or something. Yeah. It's yeah. more he, the same, he, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, so there's a plug for Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin probably needs some money, so go out and buy the Blu-ray. I've been afraid of It's probably in a two-pack, one and two. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, what have you guys been watching this week? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. <laughs> Just kidding, I always go first. <laughs> I, I watched uh, a couple things. Uh, the coolest thing I watched this week is I rewatched, and I haven't seen this movie in years, and yeah. it's uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, oh okay. And uh, you are reminded, watching this movie, how great of a movie it is. Yeah. Uh, the kids are so fantastic in it. Gregory Peck. There's that scene where he's giving his closing argument, and it's just so good, and that mm-hmm. wins Oscars, which he won an Oscar for, and you just, you're like, Atticus Finch is so badass. Yeah. And just the whole movie is so well done. And I, I loved it. AFI named him the the number one greatest hero. It is of in all. New, films. And what you don't realize is, I mean, how, I mean, it's it was made in sixty one or yeah. sixty two. So I mean, race relations are still really contentious. So I mean, yeah. for them to come out with a movie based on a book that deals directly with it is yeah. pretty amazing. That scene where like the the guy is in jail mm-hmm. and Atticus goes and sits by the jail and makes sure nobody kills him in the night. Oh man! I know, and the kids show up and it stops everybody from yeah. you know breaking in. And the little girl says, "Well, hi, Mister Cunningham. I think was his name." Yeah, and she says, "You brought my father uh, chestnuts or whatever she because he couldn't pay him yeah. cash to yeah. defend him." And it, it's so good. Yeah, uh, I forget because uh, I'm. Familiarize myself with the book since high school. Does Atticus Finch start out uh, defending him, but he's like also prejudiced, but he's defending him because he believes in this no, law? No, 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 no. Atticus Finch is always like, this is wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because he knew right away. Uh, I mean, the scenes in the courthouse when uh, Tom Robinson goes up, the actor who plays him, and he's talking about. Because uh, the, the story is, if you don't know the story, is a black man is arrested for raping a white woman, is the story that is told. 
to the people and he's arrested and a, a year passes, you know, like normal trial. He comes back because he couldn't stay in town because people were going to kill him. And he comes back and he tells a story about how he he didn't rape her, that this lady would always have him come chop wood or make kindling in her yard and she liked she liked watching him with his shirt off yeah exactly so he's a muscly guy so one day she sent all her kids away to get ice cream that and he just tells a story where he says you know she saved up nickels for a whole year and i thought that was mighty nice of her to give her kids nickels to go get ice cream and she called me in the house and she needed fixing with the door and i didn't notice the door was broken and then she took me by the waist and started kissing me and her father who's a racist saw that and kicked the shit out of her and blamed it on him saying that he raped her and uh, atticus has this defense and he can't use his left arm so how's he gonna overpower her and choke her with both hands and yeah dude it's so good plus you get the whole um what's his name bo ridley bo, uh, uh yeah, boo, 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 radley. Boo, radley. boo radley there we go see i was close. robert duvall's first movie um yeah all of that which i mean that's all it's it's longer in the book but uh but yeah, but the movie's so well done, and yeah. there's even a part. I mean, it, it, it's it's yeah, it could be construed as cheesy, but when he defends Tom Robinson with his passionate speech, and yeah. and all the black people have to be upstairs because they're not allowed downstairs because it's segregated, yeah. and they all stand up and basically showing him respect, and and dude, I still still got a little you know welled up when he had to go scout stand up your father's passing. Yeah, when oh. he had to go tell the family that. Tom Robinson was murdered, and it's like, yeah, dude, it's so good. Yeah, how's the Blu-ray? Does it look oh, good? Oh, dude, fantastic! Are you kidding me? I so hate you. You got that for a dollar. I know, and I, you know, the Dick Van Dyke sold me on black and white. Well, I mean, I saw Abigail Costello meet Frankenstein looks really good too. <laughs> so, sold you on black and white makes you makes it sound like you want everybody to start filming in black and white. Well, I like, mean, stuff on Blu-ray looks yeah. so good in black and white. Yeah, it does. Um, so you should pick up the 50th anniversary of To Kill a Mockingbird because they have. Two feature-length documentaries on it. Wow. Um, they have a commentary by the director and the writer before they passed away. Um, it's really good. So you should definitely pick up that movie. And it's definitely one of the... The screenwriter or Harper Lee? Uh, the screenwriter, huh. who was uh, I forget, Harper. Harrison Foote, I think is his name. And he was a playwright. And the director... They must have recorded a commentary for a previous edition of the DVD. Because I think they passed away in 2009, both of them. So it's... Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, I also, I don't know if you guys ever saw this movie. It's called Your Highness with Danny McBride and no. Natalie Portman. Yeah. I never did. And I wasn't a big fan of it when I saw it in the theaters. But again, uh, when I traded in movies I didn't watch anymore and I got, you know, all these movies for a dollar. I'm like, fuck it, I'll pick up this one. And it was a lot funnier than I remember it being. It's not a great movie, <laughs> but it's still pretty funny. Yeah, the uh, a lot of the humor for me just comes from the dialogue, which yeah, they speak yeah, in yeah. old English, but they also use like slang. Exactly. So, it, I mean, there's a part where my there's should, tons of cussing, and yeah. then, but at the same time, it's like yield, you know, yeah, whatever. What made me laugh, and it's just the way F- James Franco delivers this line um, at the end, and uh, Justin uh, Terrio is great in it as the villain, but they 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 do this stuff and. Um, Danny McBride kills this one guy and uh, then James Franco is, you know, saving Zoe Deschanel and he pops up and he says, nice, just, just like <laughs> not English accent, just straight up nice. Yeah. And it's, you're right. It's, it's something about the way they speak because you'll have these really classy English actors and they're, you know, acting really well, like Toby Jones. And, and wow. I, I love how like one of the villains is like, his name's Julie and <laughs> yeah. they're always just, He's totally weak, and they just pick on him all the time. 
He, yeah. he has like no real power. Yeah. But he's like a major villain in the movie. Yeah. And he has no dick either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You watch it. They, yep. Yeah. And it's totally. Shut the fuck up, Julie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's totally goofy. And um, how does Natalie Portman end up in that movie? Because she wanted to do a movie where she wouldn't have to be taken seriously. And it, that's funny. And she's the most serious person in it because, uh, you know, Danny McBride is <laughs> Danny McBride. So she's given this really long speech about how. Uh, her father and her her brothers were all murdered by Justin Terrio's character. Oh, no. Um, and, and then it cuts back to Danny McBride. He says, that fucking sucks. <laughs> and, and it's just the funniest out-of-place dialogue. And he kills a minotaur and cuts off its dick and yep. wears it around his, his neck. And he offers it to Natalie Portman. And he says, here, take this. <laughs> just says, I can't possibly take your trophy. And... It's totally ridiculous, but what? Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I, it was a lot funnier when I watched it second time. I remember that was my favorite part of it was the dialogue mm. didn't fit how they were spe- uh, and where they had to jerk the off the old in. wizard yeah. and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's what I watched this week. I uh, oh, light week for you. Yeah, I think I watched something else, but it's escaping me right now. So, you know, whatever. I'm, I might remember it later. Yeah, you can always talk about it next week. Yeah, exactly. I'll have new movies to talk about next week. Brad, what did you watch this week? Uh, I got a Blu-ray copy, a digibook, digibook copy. Oh, wait, of... I did see something else. I totally just... Sorry. He told... He... Man. Because it that actually... ties segment. It actually, <laughs> it actually ties into the movie we saw this week. Oh. Uh, well, hold on. We'll just say... Oh, we'll I'll, talk, I'll say I'm going to talk you, about you, it, you too. Talk so, to you. Yeah. Sorry, Brad. I mean, interrupt you. you inter- just totally he he interrupted you for no reason. Where yeah. was I? Uh, <laughs> you got, uh, you got a digibook. Book. Yeah, I got a digibook copy of Rocky. What does that mean, cool. digibook? Uh, it's the kind of Blu-ray that is, it looks like a book on your shelf. Oh, yeah. So it's got a, like a paper cover and you open it up and it's got pages in it. Why would they call the that tray. a digibook? Really? Why digi? Digi, like digital? Digital book. But it's not digital. It's a real book. Like it, there's a book at the beginning. Yeah, but there's, there's also a, a digital copy of what they're talking about. I guess. On right. a disc. Anyway. Um, the digipack is, uh, you know, the DVD or the case without the book part yeah it just makes me think of a digimon but people didn't <laughs> people didn't turn this on to listen about dvd uh specs oh yeah they did <laughs> um so i got a digibook copy of rocky it's beautiful it's really thin it's about a quarter inch thick like most digibooks are maybe an inch thick mm-hmm. if you don't feed rocky does he die do you have to clean up his poo after he eats Never yes and ahead. then if you pour water on him gremlins pop out of his back what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about james <laughs> yeah, D- digimons come on digimon oh you guys are too old for digimon no, no we're sorry. not too old we just didn't watch that stupid shit and that's like the kmart the of pokemon so knock it yeah. off yeah. yeah no no digimon <laughs> digimon was like everybody else had the uh, tamagotchi but i was too poor so i got a digimon and no one else had digimon so i couldn't fight other digimons yeah yeah i remember there's like a dinosaur. digimon based on tamagotchi digimons were Digipens. like tamagotchi yeah Oh, I thought they were just Pokemon knockoffs. I had a Digimon, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. So Rocky. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Blu-ray copy of Rocky is beautiful because the last time I saw it was on DVD, yeah. like 2003, on a rear projection screen, which ooh, was kind of dim. So most of the movie I watched that time was very dark, <laughs> very <laughs> yeah, it black. Was, it was film noir. Yeah. Does that movie look good on It Blu-ray? looks excellent. Because it's one of those movies where it's kind of rough anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it I guess in its heyday, it was basically an independent film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the technical quality wasn't quite there, but it's it's still, like, a beautiful film. Like, um, 
the, everything was popping on the screen, um, very crisp. Uh, and then the movie itself, of course, is great. You know, yeah. It's, you know, too, I love about Blu-rays is you hear sounds that you've never heard before at old movies because the uh, stereo mix is so much better. Yeah, and, I think I know. heard some of the dialogue better too. Yeah, but I was also I had subtitles on too, so I could read it. But um, yeah, well, because it's so mumbly sometimes. <laughs> Mm. Anyway, uh, so there's that. Recommend it. Cool. Um, pretty sure it's the same copy in the Undisputed collection. Oh, okay. Uh, but I've got the beautiful book one. Yeah. Um, and then I finally f- sat down and watched the game. Nice. Had you never seen the game? I had not seen the game. Really? Did you a, buy the Criterion? I did. I didn't buy it. I streamed it on. Uh, oh, okay, cool. In a, it's not streaming the Criterion version. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just the regular game. It's a movie by David, David Fincher, starring Michael Douglas. Um, about a uh, financial executive, I guess, financial mm-hmm. trader. Um, he is, I think, recently divorced from his wife. Um, he's estranged from his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of has day nightmares about his father killing himself yeah. by jumping off the roof of their mansion mm-hmm. when he was a little kid. Um, and so all these years he's been like uh, just know being too super focused on money and then one day his brother shows up and uh, tells him that he got involved in this thing called the game that changed his life and he offers it as a birthday present so he uh, uh like he gives, gives him this ticket that says like, i bought you a copy of or not a copy but like entry into the game. entry into the game yeah um all you got to do is redeem it and um uh so after some mulling around about it and kind of dodging it, he finally decides to go and uh, redeem it and uh, craziness ensues. And um, I found it a pretty uh, interesting movie. I don't know. I was kind of torn with whether or not I would want to own it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, like it was, it was good, but I wasn't like, especially the ending is so for, I can believe that it's hard for me to believe that in the world they create that all the resources that are, at their disposal to make the game, um, like, do the things... Convincing. Convincingly yeah. uh, to screw with him. Yeah. At the very end is so over the top that I'm like, I can't imagine that those resources exist. But weirdly, I believe that this could actually happen in the real world <laughs> uh, yeah. with enough of the world's resources. Um, and I can't really tell, like, what happens because it will spoil yeah. the mystery of because the movie really keeps you guessing throughout yeah. like yeah. all the way to the end like oh, at yeah. the very end and there's that last sort of there's twist. like two or three more twists where you're like i can't believe it's gone this far and there's no way that he should be alive at this point and it's just yeah. like but it, it's pretty thrilling and i i, I recommend it no it's a really watch. cool movie and i always thought michael douglas was like a cool motherfucker you know what i mean yeah no he's good in that movie in, i mean even in a perfect murder i thought he was really cool he's kind of around the same time where he's always played you know the business guy who's really cool, and, right? Um, yeah. He's but had like that this Gordon Gecko yeah. wave. Had had like this touch of action to it, to to him and to that movie where you know. And I love the can, Criterion cover. He can be cool cover. like that, but also getting shot at. Yeah, the Criterion. Yeah. Now the cover uh, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. cool. But I I always love the original poster too, where it's Michael Douglas's face and his. Uh, face is coming apart like puzzle pieces mm. yeah is a really cool it's a very early 90s po- poster yeah, it is yeah. it's still cool though oh yeah no no um and then also um charles martinet uh for those of you who don't <laughs> at home who don't know that is he is the voice of mario ever since super mario 64 um he actually plays his dad in the movie that's crazy because you yeah. know when I saw him for the first time, yeah, we, we met him at E three. He's like an old guy. I didn't th- expect him to be an old guy who white does, hair. Yeah, it does. Wahoo! 
Yep. Huh. But, you know, that's what actors do, I guess. Like, initially, he's in the like first part, uh, part of the movie. I'm like, God, that guy looks familiar. He's a familiar actor, but I mm-hmm. can't p- put it. And then the credits rolled up. And I was like, that's where I saw him. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that that's cool. Mario is in the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And then uh, the Fun. last thing I saw, and I didn't finish because I couldn't finish it, is uh, Nature Calls. It's a uh, Pat Oswalt, oh, Johnny oh, Knoxville. Crappy. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> like, most sucks. of the jokes revolve around, like, Boy Scouts, leaders, molesting children, which they don't do in the movie, but they just kind of allude oh, to, uh, like, mm. there's backhanded jokes about it, which, okay, it once or twice is fine, but it kind of keeps going over yeah. and over again to where I'm like, uh, I, I get it, yeah. you know. Whoever wrote this really thinks that Kid Diddlin is funny. Uh, not funny, but just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bummer. Uh, Yeah, I, I just lost interest. Yeah, it was okay yeah. for what I saw, but it... Like, uh, Patton Oswalt is, plays a Boy Scout uh, troop uh, leader who has not ver- never gotten over the Boy Scouts. Johnny Knoxville plays his former Boy Scout friend who basically grew out of it and said, yeah. you know, screw you guys. I'm going to go be, a, you know, live in the real world. Um, so, and then he get, becomes friends with, uh, I forget, Rob Riggle's character. But Rob Riggle's like a super jock character. Um Steve. Holt, Steve Holt. He plays Steve Holt in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they have uh, their their kids get together and they have like a sleepover, and then Pat Oswalt comes over to recruit the kids to go to the woods and you know do Boy Scout stuff and train them to be like uh, you know real wilderness types. And he basically accidentally kidnaps the kids, so Knoxville and Rob Riggle are like out to kick his ass, and uh. like they think they, they were actually kidnapped. Um, yeah. It sounds funny, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, not good enough to finish watching. How does it, how, how does it end? I it's didn't good. finish it. It ends well? I don't know. Oh, uh, that's I was bad. like, yeah, I'm done with this. It ends with Rob Rogel getting butt-fucked by Johnny Knoxville. So <laughs> Probably. the jokes come all the way back. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, man, don't let your mom listen to this that's one That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I did. James, what did you watch? Um, so Revolution came back this week. Uh, it's been on hiatus for I know forever. four months. I think yeah, I was reading. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, and it's I I still like that show. Um, the it ended in a really cool place, and then um, I it sort of um, I don't know it. I don't necessarily like the new status quo exactly, um, but it it's going interesting places. They have this bizarrely direct Randall Flagg reference, which if you don't know, Randall Flagg is the villain in uh, in The Stand, um, and Stephen King uses him through all, a lot of his books, uh, or different versions of Randall Flagg uses the uh, you know initials and stuff. And this guy's name is Randall Fink or something like that. And as soon as he, like every time they would say Randall, I'd be like, oh, this is clearly a Randall Flagg reference. And especially their their writers from Lost are doing this show, and mm-hmm. Lost you know used a lot of Stephen King references. So it, it's just weird, but that character is interesting. I'd like to know where that's going to go. But uh, anyway, I, I, it's, it's still good. Uh, I would still say it's the, the, the best post lost JJ Abrams show that I've watched. Um, but not, not, I don't, I don't adore it. You know, if they canceled it next week, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I also, I didn't watch this yet, but I did go ahead and buy a copy of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have never seen them get four discs into a two disc set. No, I forget Did what that... movie of mine they they've done it before. Oh, really? Maybe a Disney movie. Yeah, I think Disney does it. Um, well, because like my up my up Blu-ray is gorgeous, is beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. the thicker Blu-ray with the whole 
you know, flappy thing inside. Um, but obviously here they're just like, well, we don't give a shit about the DVD or digital copy, so we're just going to smack them together and squeeze them into this case. Um, it was weird, but I, I've yeah. seen it before. I forget. Gosh, Don, I can't remember what movie, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a Disney animated movie. But I've seen it before. It feels even crummier because now I'm like, okay, I paid extra for this special features disc that then... And then is... they saved like 10 cents by not putting a tray in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like now, now they're just being cheap on the packaging. Like that's too bad. Uh, also... You still got a nice slip cover with like gold foil. And yeah, uh-huh. I did get the... Yeah, the slip cover is nice. Unlike it looks the nice Blu-ray the Roger Rabbit. Oh, don't get uh, started on that. Yeah. I heard DVD owners got did, a better deal. Yeah. Did yours, yours didn't have it either? Uh, it probably doesn't because I haven't seen one with it yet. Oh, okay. The, movie, the movie looks fantastic though. Oh, wow. Did the I, actual movie, I yeah. guess I watched that this week. Did I watch it? Did I talk about it last week? No. No. I did watch it this week then. Roger Rabbit, dude. Freak, I There's beats that I remembered from that movie. I must have watched it hundreds of times when I yeah. was a kid. But then when you watch it as an adult, there's parts you know where baby Herman is talking to Valiant and he says... You know, he smacks that girl on the ass, and, you know, Valiant says, ah, tough job. He says, I know, I got a three-year-old body and a 50-year-old dinky. And <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, uh, and I always, when I was younger, I always loved the weasels in it, because I thought they were super cool, because they were gangsters. Um, yeah. But then you realize how great of a character Roger Rabbit is, and how brilliant that movie is. Yeah. It's an amazing mystery. It is, and it's it's so seamless, and I, you know, seeing hand-drawn animation and it took them two years after they filmed the movie to draw all the animation in yeah and it's just it's brilliant it's a it's a wonderful movie i think uh, i actually talked about it when i saw the midnight a couple like uh, a year ago yes maybe. that yeah we did yeah yep yeah i remember now um anyway this week i also watched gi joe the rise of cobra again which i bought (laughs) i saw for the first time yesterday so i hadn't seen it since like well i didn't think i'd seen it till since uh theaters and then your wife reminded me that Mm -hmm. one time i had her over and some friends and we drank and watched (laughs) it on netflix so i guess i have seen it since but i don't remember that very well um and I going into it, I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this movie. It's really silly. I know what things I like about it aesthetically, but I kind of remember was thinking like, well, but you know, will my parents like it? Probably not, because I was watching it with them. And by the end, first of all, they really enjoyed it and had a great time. And I was like, this this movie is really great. Like it is, it really is so great? much fun. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. Here's the thing. Like Lincoln. Here's great? the thing. Yeah, no, 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 not like Lincoln. Great. <laughs> like, hey, it's what? a very different kind of criteria. Rise of Cobra is a action figure movie. So like it really is what when I was an 8-year-old, you know, you were imagining your action figures were doing. And there's a downside to that. Um I think the worst thing about the movie are the flashbacks. Uh Steven Summers handles them <laughs> really really poorly and the story that it's telling um in itself feels like the writers are playing with kid toys. And what I mean is they're using bad cliches and bad mechanisms in order to to write the story bad dialogue but yes oh yeah God. yeah bad dialogue weird cl- story cliches but here's the thing there is no other movie you will probably ever see that's gonna have like underwater evil bases and <laughs> yeah. underwater submarine battles and like you know disintegrating jets because of nanotechnology and like brainwashed guys and dudes with metal faces and like all of that stuff that is so cartoony and so like like you know very much that 80s cartoon like it's just off the wall really wacky you're not gonna get that stuff anywhere else and while 
while yes the story stuff is is silly the action is is pretty fun and you know uh, it's I, I think it's really a fun movie you hated it, didn't you? No, I, I, here's the thing. I did not hate the movie. There's parts I did enjoy of it. Yeah. But there's parts where I just, it's just so asinine. I'm like, what? It, yeah. You know, the opening where they're from Scotland and they're just trying to, uh, it takes place in 1500 Scotland oh, yeah. and the dude is an arms dealer in 1500 and his descendant grows up to be an arms dealer. Yeah. Uh, it's just goofy. And, but it's it's only the, there as an yeah. excuse so but, that but later also, he can get know, his face covered. They in go metal. to you know Egypt where the Joes are stationed, and you know Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans are picked up <laughs> uh, oh. because they're transporting this super secret weapon yeah. across the country that they get nano stopped by Cobra, and it just there's just so many. And so, anyways, Dennis Quaid is telling him all about it, and Channing Tatum gets and Marlon Wayans get picked. To be part of Joe's, but what about all the other guys that are just training? These guys you get to skip over all the dudes that are training in the building. Yes. And um, what would you rather have? Old Brendan Fraser be the main? I know what a, what a weird cameo yeah. too. Brendan, Brendan Fraser shows Fraser up in the in movie. Here. That weird guy from the Mummy shows up in the movie, and then of course Zartan is. Yeah. yeah, but they also had. I mean, but there were some cool parts. I mean, they had a lot of hot chicks with like lots of cleavage yeah. walking around. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's some action moments yeah. that you you say, "Oh, this movie's pretty badass." Yeah. But then they say lines where they do a flashback to what happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, who's Rex and who became the doctor for Cobra. Yeah. And he goes into this building and he finds that they're doing nanotechnology, and he's so hypnotized because he's a science, and he says, "This is amazing. <laughs> this is the coolest thing." I mean. Almost oh, yeah. verbatim, the lines he has. Even Joseph Gordon-Levitt can't pull off that dialogue. No, the dialogue is horrible. Yeah, it is. And there's a couple lines that are just dumb. But yeah, I mean, I there's parts of, you know, they do the underwater base. This is pretty fucking cool. There's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they have an underwater base in, you know, the <laughs> it, Antarctic. It, but, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's the thing. They, you, you know, it's a movie where, and this has my, been my quote about this movie forever, it's a movie where the villains have to activate a nuclear weapon by spinning it and shooting it with lasers. Like, yeah. that's a scene, you know? When the, when the ninjas have to fight, they have to fight in a room full of lightning. Why? Because why the fuck not? Like, you need a room full of lightning in the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's um, shot really cool, and that's my, yeah. you know, Stephen Summers makes fun movies. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever watched a movie of his where I said, oh, this is stupid. But, I mean, there's just... This, the good parts are so far in between with that movie yeah. that it's it's tough. But I mean, there's I, I enjoyed some parts, and I'm not you can sit here and say it's horrible. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again uh, with the director's commentary. But uh, yeah, you know, it's whatever. Uh, it didn't make me that excited to see this movie. I saw tonight though. Oh yeah, uh, it, it was interesting watching it. I said, why is this movie gets a sequel? But some movies that I think are better and could potentially have sequels. Well, but this movie gets a sequel that is very much not a sequel to that movie. Oh, yeah. But like, also, tonally and aesthetically could not be more different. Um, but also, you know, and then the ending was so anticlimactic where they, I know they needed the Cobra Commander to live. Yeah, where they lock up but the Cobra they, Commander. But uh, you know, they catch up to him and he says, who's going to stop me? You and what army? And then Channing Tatum says, my guys. And then there's all these submarines behind him. Then it just cuts them being put in prison. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> no, it is. But it was the end of a really cool underwater sub battle. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, right. yeah. There was one more thing that we all watched this week, though, which was Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hmm. Which was really good. It was. I haven't watched that movie, like, in its entirety in a long time. Like, Yeah, you do forget then. how genius the movie is yeah uh comedically 
Yeah. Um, and how all the little nuances of the characters that, that I didn't appreciate because I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. You know, how Egon acts and, um, and, and, you know, one of my favorite lines ever, even when I was younger, was when, uh, what's, it's played by Ernie Hudson. What's his name in the movie? Uh, Winston. Winston, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's talking to the mayor and he says, I've only been with these guys a, a few weeks and I've seen some shit that'll turn you white. And <laughs> Lines like that yeah. are just so genius, yeah. and uh, Bill Murray is great. And I wish Bill Murray did more movies like this. Yeah, because I, I like him when he's serious sometimes, but he's such a good comedic actor. Yeah, that he should do more comedy. You want to you want to feel like he's having fun, and sometimes yeah. you just see him do stuff, and you're like, I don't I don't believe you right now. You know, and I it always bugged me, and I think he was kind of went on this way. Um, when you know he started getting nominated for Oscars and like Lost in Translation and stuff, and, and I mean, and, and a perfect example is when you saw him again in Zombieland, where yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, and I would just love to see him do Ghostbusters three and come back as Venkman because he that character is so great. I mean, there's beats where Sigourney Weaver's character comes in and she's uh, talking to their receptionist, and all of a sudden he jumps up from behind <laughs> the the desk it's and he jumps over hand. the thing. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. And yeah. So the movie's great. Well, I was surprised, though, sitting in that theater, and maybe it's because it was an Alamo draft house, and they are, are so specific about, like, you do, this is a no-talking zone. But I was surprised that there wasn't more, you know, laughing before lines, or even even every now and then you'd hear somebody say a line, of it, like, like the, you know, tell them about the Twinkie and stuff like that. Like, I remember any when I've seen um, Pulp Fiction at midnight screenings, people laugh before the joke because they are, it's like in anticipation yeah, of the but joke. I think and, Ghostbusters isn't shown as often as Pulp Fiction, so I think yeah. uh, that people don't remember. I mean, people were laughing in it, and yeah. it, so I think people still enjoy the movie. Yeah. And also, is, maybe another thing where is it may be they might be more familiar with an edited for television version of the movie. Oh, oh. yeah, that's a good point. So they might be that's glossing true. over some jokes. Yeah, that so is true. It may be fresh to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that theater was nice, and the food, man. That, yeah, the food, food is, is good. really the food good. It's great. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and even the popcorn's different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the popcorn fe- feels. I know when like it came in, popcorn. like that big shiny bowl. I said, oh, some popcorn, <laughs> like shiny bowl. Sorry, I took. Yeah. I meant to pass it earlier, but it's, I kept getting no, it sucked it, into the movie. No, it's all right. I had eaten a pretzel, an entire pizza, and a cookie. I know. I had a pizza, a cookie from James, and wings. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I ate the whole pizza, man. Yeah, it, was it was good. Really good. Oh, you had a pizza too, and, though. You had pizza. I had pizza, popcorn, popcorn. the cookie. I think that's it. Yeah. And soda soda and popcorn there is cheaper than it is in a normal And free theater. refills. Yeah. What? Yeah. Free yeah, refills. Sweet. Yeah. So if you get a soda, you just flip it. If you've never been to an Alamo Draft House, which most people haven't, but they're, you know, the the waiters are like ninjas and will will fly in front of you in the, yeah. the space at your feet, like kneeling down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you've got a little table there and you'll put up a flag and they, if they see the flag, they, they grab the flag and you've written on there what you want. So if you want a drink, you just put on there like, hey, give me more drink. And then yeah, they bring it to you. Yeah, free refills and, and also drink and popcorn. The pizza's not like a little thin Totino's that they microwave. No. It is a, it was like, we chopped up vegetables, sprinkled it on. Yeah, it was like a restaurant. Fresh crust. Yeah, it was pizza. Yeah, so, it, so I'm really excited to see more movies there. Yeah. Um, Hopefully Evil Dead next week. Yeah, and it's so beautiful on the inside. Yeah. It has a kind of a 1920s feel to it. Um, so, yeah. Makes you feel like you've got a lot of moxie. Yeah, a whole, uh, whole lot of props to the Alamo Draft House yeah. in Littleton, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. If you live around here, it's just off of Santa Fe and Aspen Grove. Go, go. Do do yourself a favor. Walk, run, don't walk. Even if you don't live near Aspen Grove, go. Yeah. <laughs> take the trip. If you live in Colorado Springs, <laughs> yeah, it might be worth it. Yeah, it might be. Sponsor time. 
for barbecue that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man-spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man-spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's man-spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The Teal Troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye! Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. This is the box office dance. This is a shame. This is such a shame. Because Olympus has fallen is a pretty fun movie. We all yeah. pretty like that movie. The Croods. Did you really one. think it was going to beat The Croods, though? No, I didn't. Of course not. It's been a long time since they've had a family film, so I knew The Croods was going to make a lot of money. Maybe that movie's good. I don't know. It's gotten good reviews. It looks like poo, though. It does. Long time since a family film. Like, Rise of the Guardians made a bunch of money. Yeah, like uh, two months ago. Not enough, though. Not but, enough for but, I mean, itself, when you, but, but when you think about it, they had that Escape from Planet Earth, which got no publicity, yeah, and ended up making Plus, yeah, like sixty million dollars, yeah, and it was shocked because if you don't have, you know, enough movies for kids, because there's been action movie after action movie after action movie this year, yeah, no, you're so right. you know, so families need to watch movies too. So the Croods with forty-seven million dollars, I believe, is what they made. Yep. And then, but Olympus has fallen and made thirty million dollars, which shocked everybody. They yeah. were projecting it to do like twenty million. And so. at number two, I mean, it's it's or doing bomb. fine or yeah. bomb. Yeah, so. or, yeah. But it didn't. Very cool. So yeah, we go to Box Office Mojo if you didn't know, and we steal their stats. But we give them credit for it, so you can't sue us. Box Office Mojo owned by Amazon. Yeah, it's free <laughs> advertising. So yeah, yeah. Be grateful. And now is the time of the show where I decide if I'm going to buy anything next week. And I'm already going to buy something next week because I almost bought it this week on DVD, but it comes out on Blu-ray for the first time. DVD releases and Blu-rays. And that's that thing you do. Oh, so yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the Bible. No, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the Blu-ray for that thing you do, the cover art is gorgeous. Yeah. I, I love that movie. It's so good. It's uh, one of those movies that's so good, and I haven't seen it in a long time because I only had it on VHS, and I didn't get it on DVD, and I was at Second Spin, and the DVD was twelve ninety nine. I said, man, I should get this, but I don't want to spend $13 on a used DVD. Yeah. And I was just, and I was, was, I was walking through the line, and I said, well, let me see how much it is on Amazon. If it's more on Amazon, then I'll just get it. I, op- I typed in that thing you do, and the first thing that popped up was it was coming out on Blu-ray next week, so yeah. I'm glad I didn't get it. 
uh, as I, as I mentioned though, that that epic mini series, the Bible, comes out this week. I heard it takes a um, lot of liberties. With it the Bible. Does, that's what I was gonna say. It actually not that good at being an adaptation of the Bible, <laughs> uh, and in weird ways. Like I I haven't like watched a lot of it, but I've seen little bits, and my mom's watching a lot of it, and. Uh, there there are times where like they just change the dialogue, like the things people said that you could just say what they said in the Bible, and they're just like, "I now what? present to you the five commandments." <laughs> uh, we got to skip through well, the one, a, some the, of the ones we I, don't. I, care I didn't about. watch any of the episodes because it didn't look that good. If it was an yeah. actual telling of the Bible or like the history of the Bible, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. But there's this part where Jesus says something about. We're gonna change lives or something. Yeah. I forget. It was really hokey, and like action movie. Line. They've done really good, like Bible miniseries. There was one they they did in the late '90s called Jesus that was that was really good. Um, and hand and handsome. You know, when they w- when they did take liberties, they took liberties with like an artistic merit, and were like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, come at this thing with this aspect and stuff like that." It's also gotten a lot of criticism because um, they made the devil look like Osama, uh, um, uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Osama bin Laden, Barack wow. Obama. Um, so that's weird. Yeah, he's clearly not like clearly yeah, when just, that guy walks into just a cast- happens to be a look- yeah like, like when that guy walks into a casting room he looks like some older French dude and then you put him in a robe and you throw some dirt on his face and you're you're like wait whoa a second. whoa no I'm just saying because because so he's dark dirt face to no, be no, Barack the, Obama no the act- oh you dick man no the actual actor is like French and not that dark skin and then the so you have to have black in the face picture to be Barack Obama <laughs> I'm sorry Barack Obama is blacker than the friend than than that guy is yes <laughs> that's not me being racist wow. i mean he's only half black anyway what else is coming out this week james <laughs> <laughs> uh hello dolly it's a blu-ray release this week very nice wally's uh, favorite movie say again wally's favorite movie yeah yeah um brad's favorite movie john dies at the end gets a someone blu-ray told me that week. movie was good who the f- <laughs> uh one of Laura's friends told me that if you have, it's really good because yeah. it, it's so goofy that it's good. Well, you buy it and <laughs> you, watch can, yourself. If you want to, you can listen it. to yeah. one of Laura's friends rather than Brad, no, who, who explained to you why it wasn't very good. <laughs> he uh, said that he liked it because he talked into a hot dog. I said, my Brad said he didn't like it because he talked into a hot dog. <laughs> but I also like Father's Day, so who knows what That's I very, That is very true. Speaking of things that aren't very good, though, The Killing Season 2 comes out this week. Um, so if you pff, still want to give a shit about that show, never watched it anyways. Uh, not very good. But what was very good, uh, was the BBC show Dirk Gently, which oh, is God. based on Fucking this guy in English shows. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. It's based on one of the, the lesser known Douglas Damn. Adams series. And it's like a, it's like a quirky, um, mystery, you know, detective show. Uh, it's only three episodes long, but they were three really good episodes. Um, so if you never got a chance to check it out, if you're a Douglas Adams fan, if you like Hitchhiker's Guide, but you've never seen anything else, um, definitely pick up Dirk Gently. It's really good. Put down your tea and crumpets, James. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> We're in America. Hey, it's not. It's, this is a not rated DVD. It's hardcore. Don't pick on me. That's it? Nothing that's else cool yeah, is coming it. out? Yeah, no, that's it. So that thing you do, make sure you pick up that Blu-ray so yeah, they release other movies like that on That's Blu-ray. really the biggest release this week. <laughs> well... It's time for James's favorite part, and that's real news. It's real news. I do like this part. Anything big this week, James? Uh, no, but we're going to talk about some silly stuff. Uh, White House Down got a trailer this week, and this is only news because did you watch it? I mean, obviously, well, yeah, you did. we it was saw it in front of our movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, 
I don't think that movie looks as good as Olympus Has Fallen, and it's got way more money behind it and like better actors. And yeah, yeah, it's it's Roland Emmerich destroying stuff, which he loves to do. Yeah, and I was actually teasing Brad when they um, put his name up and it says the director of, and I says, "Are they going to say Godzilla?" And it was Independence Day, <laughs> which Godzilla better than some of the movies they mentioned, like 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, I still think his best movie is The Patriot, but you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd agree yeah. with that. Um, Indep- I mean, Independence I might fight, Day is more fun. Yeah, I was gonna say it's I might fight fun. you on Independence Day, but that's it, that's like nostalgic reasons. Like yeah. The Patriot is probably a better film. It is. Um, I mean, it takes some history, dude. You know, oh yeah, that's it does. Okay. He c- they combine a lot of characters, but yeah. yeah. I, had, I had a teacher who complained about the fact that the corn in the movie was historically inaccurate because at the time they didn't have corn that grew that big. And mm. I was like, that's not the problem with that movie. There's no problem with that movie. You just enjoy it. Yeah. Because he's long feared that his sins would come back to haunt him. Yeah. And the weight would be more than he could bear. It's a, I think it, it, part, part of it is it's the best written of his movies. Like, that script is way better oh, than it's any really of good. the other scripts. You know. Um, I got it on Blu-ray this week. I can't wait to watch it. The, the, the disappointing thing for me is that White House Down seemed like a, a, a movie where he was going to maybe take a step back. And, you know, because he's not destroying the whole world or whatever like that. Like, you know, he's not... It's not going to be this huge CG extravaganza of like she, everything dying, um, but instead there's like slow motion car turns over into a pool and it's all CG and it's that same like way too waxy, not doesn't look that good CG. Like he's still doing the same shit. It's just on this very small kind of boring scale. Mm-hmm. It's like you remember last time when a wave destroyed Tibet. This time a small wave in a pool is going to destroy this Chevrolet. Like, it's <laughs> just not. It's. Uh, uh, we'll still see it. I felt like oh, oh, yeah, probably, yeah. I felt like I felt like the cinematography in his uh, in the movie, in the trailer, I guess, was a little different from what I've seen before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like that scene where... It's not a uh, ton of wide shots. Well, they told it like a documentary, kind of. Yeah, and, and like the scenes where Channing Tatum is shooting that gun in that hallway. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, that looks pretty good. Um but I don't know who Jamie Foxx is. Is he the president? He's the president. Is he? Yeah. He doesn't black seem like a president. Black people will be presidents, James. <laughs> yeah. For another three years, black well, people will be presidents <laughs> in um, movies. The, uh, I, he doesn't seem like it because he just sort of stands around. Yeah, for some, some of really him, he looks like a... about the story. There's, yeah. There's trying to sell some mystery about something the United States is hiding underneath the White House. But that's, that's part of the problem. Job. That's mm. part of the problem is that since they, they don't show any story. sort of cyber terrorist who's really yeah. in a computer. I yeah, and he's like throwing his hands up like, I win. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the White House is falling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character in Live Free or Die Hard? Uh, something Gabriel. Oh, uh, yeah. Thomas Gabriel? Yeah, something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's in this, the White House <laughs> down is his sequel. I think the problem is that because they don't tell any story, the trailer ends and you go, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's Olympus has fallen. It's the same. All right. But this time, but they, more dudes. I mean, they did it in uh, 97, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah. They both were successful. So Ants, Bugs Life. And, yeah. <laughs> and those, those, oh, man, Ants is nowhere near as good as Bugs Life. <laughs> no one talks about Ants. Man, it's I Woody was, Allen, I was, guys. I was eight years old, and I remember walking at a movie and being pissed off at it. Like, <laughs> I, don't think I ever saw ants? Oh, yeah. I saw it in theaters. Like that whole sequence. There's a there's like a war or something, and some ants get like cut in half, and it's fucked up. <laughs> like they walk through this battlefield of dead ants at some point, and I remember sitting there being like, "This is messed up." Like it kind of scared me. Like I don't think I should be watching this. Like 
That guy's in half, and his his legs are still squiggling around. Really? That's in a cartoon? Yeah, yes. Wow. <laughs> or at least that's what my, my brain remembers. I'm sure that's in that movie. I, <laughs> I can remember watching it, uh, and then still not enjoying it, even though it you know, scared the shit out of me. Sylvester uh, Stallone's in that movie, right? I think so. Yeah. There's some weird, but it's like more B-list actors, you know. That yeah, anyway. Stallone takes offense to that. Saying, "Fine, I don't." He's an A actor. I, I really don't care. Um, well, fuck you too, James. <laughs> <laughs> FX is gonna spin off a new channel, um, which is I find this really weird. Partially because they're gonna call it FXX, which just sounds what? like you're gonna show like Porn? dirty stuff on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like as soon as you start adding more than one X, I just assume there's gonna be fewer clothes. Like yeah. there's. Well, yeah. is this FX Extreme or something? Probably, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're gonna renew. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and move. It's always sunny in Philadelphia to FXX, uh, and then is that they to also bring viewers or something. Um, well, their FXX is gonna concentrate more that on. So silly when you say that. I know. Um, FXX is gonna concentrate more <laughs> on original programming that FX has created over the past few years. So then, what is FX becoming? FX is gonna go, maybe go back to just being movies. Like I would think that if anything, you would put FXX. FXX would have more movies on there as your, as your second brand. Yeah. Well, I, and I think it's going to, I think it seems like they're going to move a lot of our comedies. So maybe It's Always Sunny and Louie and The League and stuff will go over there because it sounds like Justified is going to stay on FX because uh, they also, this this all happened as they were announcing the renewals for next season. And of course, Justified, the best show on television right now, got renewed. Um, so I, it just seems weird. I don't know why you could. Why don't you just call it FX2? That's what MTV does. Everybody yeah. should follow MTV. Well, ESPN2, I think, was like the original oh, yeah. innovator of that because they used to have NHL Tonight with the two in front of it. Yeah. Mm. Or at least come up with a cool name like, you know, Cartoon Network Boomerang. Yeah. It's all coming back. I still remember the tagline of that. that <laughs> I, I wanted that channel so bad, but we did not have good enough cable to get it. Um, and then I eventually did get it, and I realized I don't really want like watching old Flintstones cartoons. Really, Flintstones are great. They they are, but I don't like watching them all day. Hmm. That's the problem. And now it's not even that anymore. Now I it's know. like Ed, Ed and Eddie. And you're like, this isn't old. <laughs> um, they're gonna they're still working on making another Tomb Raider film, which I want to talk about because you reviewed Tomb Raider this week. I did, and I, especially in light of that game, and and uh, hopefully how good a reception that game is getting um i would love it if they made a game like or a movie like that game oh dude like one that one one where there's there's not like artificially enhanced chests and we don't need like ridiculous shit like just badass girl fighting dudes and digging through dirt to find cool stuff and maybe fighting something mystical at the end one of the cool things about that game too is you know laura gets beat up a lot in it yeah and she always gets up and i love the strength of her she's always getting up she always wants to save the people around her and she kicks ass. Yeah. And it's really cool to see because, I mean, that game has come such a long way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to put in the post. I was trying to fit in what she looked like when she first came out, and it yeah. was horrible. Yeah. And I was saying, this is what, you know, how she should look and how badass she is. Yeah. But my wife, of course, I'm playing it, and I'm running through a burning building and jumping on things. And she says, well, her arms, there's no way she could pull herself up. After that. She, she's still an idealized version. Oh, of well, well yeah, no, yeah. she is, but she's toned down from what she was. Like, yeah. Now, now she's... Now she is ridiculous, but not ridiculous for video games. If no, that makes sense. I mean, but I don't think she's that. Out of, I don't think she's out of proportion at all. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, still, she's a little skinny, well. She's still got a. She still is is fairly th- like oddly thin and very large chested. But dude, um, Playboy models? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where wait. 
I'm not expecting video games to get better about that overnight. No. Um, and and what is important to me is not that she doesn't look like an idealized woman. What is important to me is that in this game she has opinions and thinks and of things. And is an awesome and, character. And is a well-built character that you... Ah, well-built. Um, <laughs> that, that you actually feel like is a person. Yeah, That's you know, what's important when she was it. When you kill that person for the first time, dude, yeah. you feel bad. Yeah. And you still feel bad when she kills people because you think she doesn't want to do it. Of course, she's really good at it in the game, but, you know. And it's funny you bring up the thing about like her always getting back up and getting beat up so much is that the... The promotion for the game was horrible, like really sexist, but was in, it, in ways remember. in ways that they didn't mean to be. Like when they would, when the guys who were making that game and were doing promotion for that game would talk about it, they would say things like, you know, um, well, first of all, you'd see all these clips and the audio of her getting beat up. Like if you just take the audio of her going like, uh, 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 like it sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're, there's supposed to be some kind of gratification out of, you know, w- listening to her get beat up. Um, but it's also that they would say things like, well, you know, we, we put a little bit of baby fat on her so that you would want to protect her, which sentences like that make so many, A, they make assumptions about the gamers, uh, and they say weird things about, you know, about women and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't care what she looks like. I, I don't play that game being like, oh, I want to protect Lara Croft. No, no, no. I want to be Lara Croft Mm -hmm. and being awesome and getting her ass kicked and getting back up and shooting dudes in the eye with an arrow. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. Anytime there's dudes just talking, you just take them out with headshots. Yeah. I need those XP if points, they, man. If they ever make another Tomb Raider game where you don't have a bow, they have completely misstepped. <laughs> uh, but and, it's even and, badass when you have to run and jump on zip lines and stuff. And, yeah. That's you know. the kind of shit. They need to get that in a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Have her have her out there surviving. You know? Yeah. Make her, make her young like she is in this one and make us kind of feel like... Because in a, in a movie, then you do kind of... Um, you worry for that character more than you necessarily want to be them or protect them. You just, you're on a ride with them. And so in that case, like you make her, yeah, make her young, make her, make you feel, make it feel like you, you don't think she's necessarily going to survive. And, um, I think that, uh, girl, it, I guess lady in Dr. Who would be a good Laura Croft. Oh, oh shit. Yes. Ah, she's younger. Uh, Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Louise Coleman. Yeah. I think is her she's name. younger she, and she's new, cute and the new companion. And she's a normal looking woman. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they, they I mean, could. she's beautiful, but I mean, you know, she's not right. Yeah, you know, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, which even Angelina Jolie in that first movie, they've got like her chest built up. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that. No, you don't. It's ridiculous. Or Alison Brie. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue against casting Alison Brie in anything, and she's got the chest for it. But anyway, and she does a great English accent. <laughs> this is true. The five year engagement. Um. But anyway, that's all the news for this week. Really, not anything. Yeah, nothing exciting. Um, the guy who wrote Thor passed away. His name was Don Payne. Yeah, so uh, did, he wrote uh, for The Simpsons for a while too. So did the uncle from Harry Potter. He passed away uh, today. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I man. forget his name, but he's really good in that. He's a really big uh, British character actor. Yeah. So bummer. Absolutely. We haven't had James Bummer news in a while. Yeah. Well, that's why I just threw it in there at the end. So it's that time of the night, guys, where we dig into the long box and tell everybody to read a comic book. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So this is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to recommend a book that uh, I actually haven't read yet. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? And here's once I tell you why, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that is a book people should go check out. Um, part of it is it only came out this Wednesday, and I just haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have read through the the point one episode that Marvel did back in January, uh, late January, as sort of a prelude to it. Uh, and it's Guardians of the Galaxy. 
they're you know they just sort of rebooted Marvel and you, if you've listened to every episode you may remember a time when I talked about the fact that they when they announced that the they were going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie that it would be you know sort of next year um that I went and I was like oh okay I got to read some Guardians of the Galaxy but the the books that seem like the books that are where you should jump on to read that are out of print. Like you can't you can't get them on Amazon mm-hmm. or anywhere like that. Um, you might be able to find them in a store here or there, but it's hard to get. So, uh, in preparation for this movie, they have started a new line of Guardians of the Galaxy, and also to tie in with Marvel now. Um, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Stephen McNiven, which. Art by Stephen McNiven, if you don't know comics, is gorgeous. Yep. Um, I mean, it takes a while. You Hopefully gotta be patient. his book will always be on time. Yeah, even if it's not, he's got a, he's got some time. You know, if it's not monthly, that's okay. It looks gorgeous. Um, he does a, he does a lot of details and hashing and like it's his just, Captain America costume is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you, you, if you're somebody who you want to know about that character, you want to know why is there going to be a CG raccoon in a Marvel movie, um, you should go check this book out. It just started this week, so you can definitely find it at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics uh, and pick it up. And then just start following it there. Open up a, open up a box there and just subscribe, you know? Because um, then you get a little bit taken off of your issues, too. Yeah, I know a lot of people love that point one issue. Yeah. They don't like... They don't know why it's a point one. They think it should have just been the number yeah, one issue. But it feels like it. What's really funny? I I don't want to spoil too much of it, but what's really funny is it starts with, uh, this this guy crashes this jet into this like farmer lady's backyard. Very very looper. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, while he he's got to stay like he reveals that he is like this king from another planet, and she freaks out for a second, and then she's like, well, all right, whatever. Um, you're handsome. Like yeah, he looks like it. He looks human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. He's like, well, I got to hang around and, like, fix my jet, you know, because kind of just stay at your place. Uh, the dialogue is better than this, is Brian <laughs> Michael Bendis. Uh, and she's like, sure, whatever. And then there's these great, like, no dialogue pages of montage of, like, him fixing stuff and them getting to know each other, you know. And then one day, like, they get close and then clearly they bang. Um, and then the next day he's on the front porch and he's like, yeah, I fixed it a few days ago, but I figured I'd stick around cause we seemed like we were getting along. You might've, you might sleep with me. So <laughs> I, I stayed around. He's, he's nice about it. He really does love her, I guess. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I gotta go and you can't come cause there's a war going on. Sorry. Uh, so I'm gonna take off. Uh, I hope you're not pregnant. And of course she is. So, um, and then the book takes off from there and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Cool. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, I did want to check it out, but I yeah. forgot to pick it up. Well, you should go over to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and get the issue you know, first I issue bet this week. Andrew can find me a, an issue. You know, I he found me the first part of Death of the Family. Oh yeah, and I went on to Comic Book Price Guide and you know put it into my inventory. That comic is like thirty dollars online. Really? Sweet. And oh it's, man, he gave it to me for three dollars. See, this is the kind of really heart and soul thing uh, people that are running that store. So I mean, obviously. Um, I mean, I got it a couple weeks ago, so the price might have gone up after yeah. the story really yeah. ended. Um, but yeah, I was surprised when I clicked on it and it was $30. That's so cool. Anytime you find a comic shop that just wants to get stories to people like that, that's, yeah. you know. I mean, Andrew always does that. I mean, he has some comics that, I mean, are really low priced because, I mean, there's yeah. a, there's an amazing Spider-Man, the first appearance of Molten Man, and it's in pretty good shape. And he wants $24 for it. And I mean, that's a $600 comic. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not near mint, but I mean, right. still, but... To get a comic like that for twenty four bucks is a steal. Oh yeah, absolutely. so that's why I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. It's a nice place. It helps me get my Spider Man runs going. 
I might go next Friday. I got next Friday off. Maybe I'll come. You should. I just got a bunch of uh, old uh, Amazing Spider-Mans for like three bucks. Dude. And I got a Joe Kelly web spinners of Spider-Man. I'm really excited to read because it's about Peter Parker going to his prom. And uh, the prom is broken up by the Sandman. So I want to see Joe Kelly write Peter Parker in high school. I think would be fun. Now that we're talking about this, this reminds me that I got to request the first Saturday of May off. And if you're listening, you should also request the first Saturday of May off so that you can attend um, uh, Free Comic Book Day at a at a comic store near you. Heck yeah, preferably the comic store near us, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. There's a free Ninja Turtle come, but uh, comic book coming out that day. Really? Yeah. So I'll be on that. Yeah. Hey, guess what, guys? We saw a movie this week. We did. We saw GI Joe Retaliation. We did. And they're gonna retaliate so fucking hard. <laughs> They're going to retaliate the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Brad, should people go see G.I. Joe Retaliation? You know what? It's not the it's not the greatest movie, but I did enjoy it more than the first one. Um, I didn't enjoy it more than the first one, but it is still pretty fun. Um, I, I miss the silly. You know, like this movie takes place much more in the real world, um, which I think is sort of a problem because there's still some silly in there. Um but it's it's pretty fun. The action is really good. Yeah, um, I'm gonna totally disagree with James. I think this movie's way better than the first one, and a lot more fun than the first one. Um, and yeah, I think you should go see it because it's pretty cool. Cool. Okay. Here's here, here's the trailer. The Duke. See that? Security's early. There's only one man that authorized a strike like that. And I voted for him. You're insane. My fellow world leaders, you're looking at an advanced weapons system capable of destroying each of your countries 14 times over. 15 in the case of North Korea. And all at the push of a button. to assume that there's no one we can trust. There is one man. General, call me Joe. Drive it like you stole it. As your good friend, you need no catchphrase. I don't know much about where I'm from, but I know I strike fear everywhere I come. Government Let's get to work. Care, so I wear my gun. I really need the rocket launcher, but I'm still too young. This can't give me courage not to fear no one, to feel no pain and hear no tongue. So I hear no screams and I shed no tears. The president says they can't come out of retirement. They didn't say anything about re-enlisting. There's no Justin Gordon-Levitt, though. He's not the Corps of no. Commander. He's Which probably I too miss. expensive to... Probably by now, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, and, and at this point... And it's not really necessary. The yeah, character he, wears a mask the whole time, so why... And, right. and in, you know, the first one when uh, he was the doctor, they dubbed his voice anyways, so it didn't matter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Really? You didn't notice when he, he's talking like this? Well, I mean, I knew it was like messed up, but I didn't know it was a completely different voice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a dude who does a voice for the cartoon, if I remember correctly. Oh, I can see that. Uh, but anyways, uh, the movie literally pretty much picks up right at the end of yeah. the first one, but it gets rid of 
all the characters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It throws I mean, everybody out. I Rachel Nichols' boobs so bad. Yeah, really I would. I, I really this. think they should have gotten Rachel Nichols back. Like, and, and it's so fucking weak. And and Baroness. I mean, I thought she was an interesting character. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, yeah. Santa, Santa Miller's not a, the best actress, but, but it's but she's still a cool character, yeah. and she didn't show up. Um, and it's basically just Duke and and um, Roadblock. Snake Eyes. Dennis Snake Quaid guys. is out. Oh, no, no, Dennis, Ro- oh, yeah, Roadblock. Dennis Quaid is. Roadblock's, out. Roadblock's not in the last. Oh yeah, I, mean, it's I rip, know. I thought that's where you're going with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ripcord. We don't miss him. No, um, not really. Yeah, but anyways, the Joes are go to Pakistan to secure warheads, and if you've seen the trailer, you know that they're betrayed by the president of the United States, who's not really the president of the United States. You do have to see the first GI Joe movie to understand that the president of the United States is not the president of the United States. Well, they explain it. They kind of do, I guess. I mean, they don't explain why that guy has a magic face, but still, whatever. Well, in the first one, I remember he got his face all fucked up. Well, yeah, no, he gets injected with nanites. But, I mean, they, that's what I mean. They never say, like, he's got a nanite face in the... In the you know. Yeah, they don't. They just I, sort um, of are like, oh, if you cut him, he is magic. But, so the first 30 minutes is just reestablishing the previous movie. And, I mean, I could <laughs> tell the pickup scenes that they added. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause because suddenly, suddenly these, there's, there's, like, these... Just oddly sort of quirky and fun, very real world scenes between Duke and and, uh, and um, Roadblock. And Roadblock. And, I mean, the scene they were playing Xbox was really funny. Oh yeah. Um, and then it was really weird because they, you know, they came back from their mission, and then they showed those two guys talking. And then they cut to them having this contest where they're trying to shoot a target practice. Yeah, a cupcake, and whoever wins does something. They're this really funny banter, and yeah. And then it cuts back to them in their gear that they're wearing. When they came back from their mission, yeah. Uh, so they obviously just inserted that scene there um, to give Channing, Channing Tatum's basically his character from Twenty One Jump Street some time to riff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I felt like some studio exec was like, "That's what we need to make GI Joe successful. I want Twenty One Jump Street in this movie." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a giant spider. That shit was funny. Yeah, and, and then they just go on from there, and uh, I mean, it's really the Rock's movie after oh, that. Oh, for sure. He, mm-hmm. I I call Rock the franchisee invigorator because you know yeah. it, with the Fast Five he made it way better. He has a certain amount of charisma. I I mean even though I've always liked him, I think he does have bring charisma and a certain um, weight to movies where you know and not just the fact that he's like three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, and he's just I mean he's he's a tough guy, but I mean he's you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our generation where he's yeah. the Absolutely. guy who comes in. He can he's well. charming and can spit one liners. Um, I'd love to see those two in a movie together. But uh, dude, I, well, well, I mean the Ar- rundown. They do a little wink to each other, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our generation. Yeah. The Rock is the Arnold Schwarzenegger of his generation. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I mean, wait, I mean, you guys can chime in. The action scenes were actually, I think, really cool in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Ninja Mountain. Any, I'm gonna call it. Anytime that The Rock picks a dude up and flips him over like he's in a wrestling ring, it's always satisfying. <laughs> and he does it a lot. I thought it was a little dizzying. Like at times, it was a little too quick cut and yeah. too close up to where like what where is things going? And especially that first scene where they storm the uh, Pakistan facility. Oh, yeah, and there's yeah. just total craziness going on. There's like people talking in through headphones and communicators yeah. about what's going on that you can't see. And uh, I was actually sitting there thinking, this is actually very interesting because uh, realistically. Like the situation is so chaotic that it's sh- your mind should be all over the place trying to figure out what's going on in the scene. Yeah. Whereas a normal like filmmaker would be like, "Oh, we have to follow a story, so you have to direct the audience to what uh, exactly is happening." And I was right. like, "No, you don't always have to do that." This this makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know this sound, might sound weird, but I think 
the director of this movie directed the step up movies mm-hmm. so very choreographed so i think that's why his action scenes were pretty cool mm-hmm. because those have to be choreographed as well yeah so i think it actually benefited from him um it doesn't have um the scale of what steven summers brings no but it also doesn't have a scene where they're driving down paris and they drop like a, a grate to make cars flip over to knock snake eyes off the top of a Hummer for yeah. some unknown reason why they yeah. can't just shoot him. Um, I don't know. Because he dodges bullets, man. He does. He's a ninja. But uh, back to this movie, it's just cool. I thought the movie was really cool. It was funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I feel like they, there were times where I felt like they were trying to tread on a little bit of like Mission Impossible territory and things yeah. like that where like because they're because they're alone, you know, and they don't have a lot of resources, they're not going to be flying super space jets and firing laser missiles at people. Um, so they've got to do things like dress up the pretty lady in a dress and have her go like get hair follicles and stuff. And, I, and all of that stuff kind of feels, I don't know, uh, not e- special, easy. Yeah, very very overwrought. Like I was just like, oh, okay, I'm whatever. Like just get this, you know. Yes, Adrian Palicki in a dress is is pretty, and you want that in the trailer, but um, it seemed like a waste of time. Yeah, um, you know, actually, um, oh, so go ahead. I was gonna say I, I thought the Cobra Commander's plan was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. tricking oh, yeah. all the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The whole scene with the, with the missiles at not. the end is really cool. But I also thought it was weird too that they just glazed over that London was decimated. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. It's, oh yeah. And you know Paris is decimated right from the yeah. last movie, uh, and only, now London is really only the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. which I think well, we may see in the movie. It, it collapsed and took out a few bridges, I'm pretty yeah. sure, in the first G.I. Joe. Yeah, but it wasn't like, like London, like, London, like the, the whole island itself the breaks <laughs> yeah. forth and like the sea I mean, that's envelops Literally it, millions you know. of people were just murdered. Oh, yeah. And they just glazed yeah, yeah, over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they, had, they did have an intimate ceremony for the G.I. Joes at the yeah. end. Yeah, and that's one of those things that was like, was kind of weird for to me is that I... I would expect if you were going to do that, you, you put that threat earlier in the movie so that we feel the stakes. Whereas the rest mm-hmm. of the time, I was just like, oh, okay, these guys are going to, you know, just try to prove that, like, the president's not real or whatever. And I guess the president's got some evil plan, but we don't really know what it is yet. I, I bet it'll be bad. Um, you know what was really dopey? RZA. Or oh, RZA. Oh, the RZA? RZA? Oh, the RZA's the worst. That, With his the worst frosted eyebrows and like, poor I delivery. In, I was embarrassed. The entire he, time he was on screen. Why didn't they get... Uh, who's that old Chinese guy that's in all the movies? Pai Mei. Yeah, he's like in Gremlins and stuff. Is he dead? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't remember who No, no, he's not dead. He, or, George Takai? Dude, even... Uh, it's uh, Takai. Did he voice <laughs> Splinter in the animated movie? I think so, yeah. That guy? Because he is dead. <laughs> is he? <Yeah. laughs> he died like before that movie came out. Oh, that shoot. makes me sad because that guy I would buy... Well, but just... How about how about or any, the guy? He's a guy in um, uh, Balls of Fury. He's like you. You killed Lucky Cricket. Oh, that guy. I think he's still alive. Okay. Cause how about how about guy. this? How about anybody who could act? Yeah. Well, I guess there you go. I mean, here's that's the thing. The problem is is not so much that he is that he is even playing like this horrible Asian stereotype of like the who's the an blind. Well, hold on. Yeah, but just the, <laughs> just like the the blind martial arts trainer who has like a pole that he hits on the ground or whatever like that that to me is something i've seen so many times that then you cast the rizza in that to deliver lines like i don't know a blind rat delivers the mail what i don't know i was trying to well think no it's you know it's too it's <laughs> it's one of those things when i see movies like that where you know that a studio guy says well we need to get young people in here so if we have the rizza as the 
Jedi master thing. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll say, oh, he's so cool. And hopefully yeah. kids are smart enough to say, this guy is a horrible actor. We don't. Well, the Rizzo was just in that, you know, Man with a Thousand Iron Fists movie. <laughs> and that was that, that was martial arts. So clearly he's got some cred. I think the part of it is that the, the Rizzo has gotten to be friends with Hollywood but types. But and, wasn't G.I. Joe supposed to come out before the Man with the Iron Fist? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah sure. you're right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. This movie's a year old. But yeah, and I. I mean, there's parts of it that was really cool. I also thought Bruce Willis wasn't really necessary in it. Yeah, it's no, almost, I don't. He, he was there for you know a week or so just to yeah. shoot that Bruce Willis is in the movie, but he really has nothing to do. Yeah, and then and then their whole thing at the end where he's like, you know, hey, I think we'd make a great team. Almost feels like like it almost feels shitty because it's almost like, oh, hey, audience, you showed up because you thought like Bruce Willis and The Rock were going to be awesome and team up and do cool stuff in this movie. But we promise next time we'll actually try to make that happen. Yeah, because like, I guess it, even you know he took Lady J with him. He didn't even have any moments with The Rock where they're kicking ass no. together. And then, like, that, their whole thing, you know, they sort of promise that, like, oh, okay, these two characters, you know, he's like, oh, I, I want you to come with me, you know, because I, I need you. And then, like, he, he could have had any soldier there. Like, well, they but no, no, see, so you missed the part that he knew she's a marksman. was the daughter of a guy he served with. So that's why he wanted her around. That, come on. And, no. you know, there's also, but there's a great line, too, where Rock is laying out the plan. He says, Snake Eyes, what do you think? He doesn't say anything. He says, Perfect, that's what I thought. Yeah. And it's funny. I I really like the fact that uh when Snake Eyes steps out of the helicopter, he's way shorter than everyone else. And I was like, Oh yeah, Ray Parks is like Tom Cruise height. Yeah. Tom Cruise is never gonna be on this podcast now. <laughs> he was never gonna be on this podcast. He was, before. dude. He lives in Colorado. You know, he follows me on Twitter. He does? Yeah. Nice. I don't follow him, he follows me though. Hmm. But all in all, I thought the movie was cool. I thought the action scenes really cool. Yeah. The Ninja Mountain part ninja where Mountain's they're running and there's just random ninjas fighting yeah. and the old granny ninja. Because like ninja, leading up to Ninja Mountain was all the other ninja stuff I didn't care about, like mm-hmm. the RZA. And I, at that point, I was like, yeah, we've been away from The Rock for a long time. Like This is a dragon. And then Ninja Mountain starts. And I was like, fuck yeah, flying ninjas. Like This is what I and needed. Shooting, you know, shooting stars with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. With, with like an Uzi. Yep. There was a wide shot of Ninja Mountain where I started to think about what is their economy <laughs> so someone, is there one guy who has to climb down the mountain to like go to the farm that they have, so they have food and then bring it back up and then they like oh they're they're Buddhist monks like they don't do anything parse but it out for over a month yeah. huh uh, maybe they've got a helipad somewhere yeah I'm surprised <laughs> those Buddhist monks didn't have a uh, Lhasa Apso in there because they are Buddhist monk uh, sentinel dogs is really where they're bred for yeah weird Sentinel dogs, like mm-hmm. they kill, they kill intruders. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're watchdogs. They're not going to kill anybody. Look at oh. Reggie; he won't kill anybody. Well, that's because he only got one eye. He does. He wouldn't. He wouldn't know how far away the person was because <laughs> he has no depth perception. The dog from Riddler's podcast only has one eye, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the cat. The cat wears a t-shirt because it's got no skin. Yep. Anyways, so I had fun with the movie. I think you should go yeah. see it. It was fun. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I definitely. I, I thought it was way better than the first oh, one. So here's the thing I haven't addressed. So. Uh, I, I I did think it was really fun. My problem, par- partially my problem was that, so they've still got some of the really silly stuff in there, like just generally the any gloves of- gloves that melt fence? The ninjas, the, well, the gloves That's that melt cool. fence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, but like the bullets that, that turn and mm-hmm. guide themselves and stuff hey, like that. Oh, That's a cool that idea. That you brought that up, is Mouse the, the kid from Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes, oh, and they the killed him, and, and I was so sad. I was like, oh, come on. 
man, I wanted him in the whole. I don't give a give a shit about Flint or whatever. I wanted Mouse in the whole movie. I know. I kept on, that would have been so much know, better. Fl- that was actually my least favorite part. Is Flint was so boring. Yes. Like, yeah. Why don't they get a more cool actor like, to do it? The the most character development he has is when he tries not to look at Adrian Palicki half naked, but does it anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's like Meg with claws or <laughs> <laughs> nails, Shut fingernails. Up, Meg. <laughs> um, uh, oh, so there's still like there's still enough silly stuff in there, like the ninjas and that kind of stuff, or or just generally anything Cobra Cobra Commander, the dude with the magic face, you know, hey Destro, you're out of the band, that kind of stuff. Um, that I think it really stands out in a movie that, other than that, is trying to be like a very you know modern military hoorah like you know yay for the you know the army kind of movie like it. And how disappointing was it that, you know, Duke didn't show up at the end, you know, the Cobra commander like kidnapped him or, you know, because, you know, Cobra came and swept the area. Yeah. Like they they have to get Duke back for the next one. So they, you know, take his body and then they show him he's in the tube that the Cobra commander's in and he says, I have plans for young Duke. And then you, like you said, they zoom in on the Cobra tattoo with the nano Dude, why aren't we screenwriters? Seriously. Or just tag scene screenwriters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I, all I do is write the stinger for your movie. Like, hey, this is the shit you fucked up. This is how I'm going to set you on the right track for the next one. <laughs> I just assumed that uh, the first guy that Rock took dog tags off of was Duke's body. Oh, yeah. I, no, I th- I think that they imply that. Like, the yeah. we... Yeah. I think so, too, but it didn't look like him. Did, yeah. uh, did I also... I, I got the impression also that Duke was Colton's son. Because they're both like bald men. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no. I don't well, no, do. because he said his name and it wasn't his last name wasn't Colton. Yeah, maybe, yeah. he had his dog tags. Maybe they don't have the same last name. Yeah. Oh, also because uh, uh, Joe would have said like you know, oh, this is you that's my, my son. son. You know, but maybe he's so stoic that he doesn't have to say it. That's verbally. so boring. <laughs> I, I would hate that. Uh, um. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's but they had, it seemed like they had some kind of personal re- relationship. So, oh, he might have because recru- they're both oh, well, bald. Well, well, he might <laughs> no, have, well, well, he no, might have but... recruited him because remember he was in the first movie. They said they tried to recruit him four years earlier. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So yeah. So maybe there is that's, a connection there. That's the backstory we're gonna. And then he in turns the, out that he's alive in the third one, and Colton and you know Roadblock have to stop him because he becomes the new what's the dude with the iron mask. Destro. Uh, Destro. Destro. He's the new Destro or something. And Even though that's, there's still Destro. Yeah, they still got Destro. <laughs> get Destro, Destro too. Um, He's more advanced. Yeah, and it really was. Like, the Destro, you're out of the band, especially if you've seen the first movie, feels very much like, um, we don't want to spend money on the CG for your face, so you just hang out <laughs> here. We have no need for you. Like, you're not that interesting. Just, you know. Ah, um, oh, shit. There was something important I was going to say, and now I can't remember. And Ray Stevenson's pretty tough. He got ran over by a car and yeah. got up on his motorcycle and drove away. Yeah. <laughs> the next day he's like running around like nothing, like his body <laughs> hasn't tough. been injured at all. Well, but maybe he had the nanotechnology in him because that sure. stuff makes you heal from yeah. the first one. Is Firefly a, a G.I. Joe character from the cartoon? Probably. I'm sure. Uh, I don't remember the cartoon. I don't, well, I don't remember Firefly. There, and there were a lot of them. Like, there's a Batman character, Firefly. Um, there's a show called Firefly. I thought Adrian Palicki was pretty good too. She was. You know, fine. Nice to look at. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah. You guys should watch uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, maybe one day. No, you're not. I'm not going to. I don't believe you at all. You're such a liar. Oh, that's what I was going to say, is that in the next movie, they'll they'll have a really clunky 
um, flashback sequence like these movies both have, where it'll be like, "Oh, Bruce Willis tried to recruit me." That'll that's how they'll handle it. Yeah. So you know what, uh, Hasbro and Paramount, if you need a screenwriter for GI Joe. <laughs> Uh, revengeance then <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I really I still can't watch a movie and have Hasbro come up at the beginning and not laugh at I know it just seems so it's out of place just, it's just man this movie's selling toys did they have that come up for Battleship oh yeah oh yeah yep and I laughed then too I think the Wolverine looks interesting oh yeah yeah that trailer looks really good what are we seeing next week Ryan oh we're seeing Evil Dead next week oh, oh, I'm man. seeing it for the second time I'm excited I'm excited. Uh, I'm it's going to be a tough sell for James. No, it's just, you know me. Yeah, I, no, that's what I mean. Um, but hardcore it's, horror, dude, is not my jam, but I'm, I'm going to be good. There. I will good. say it's good, except for some of the acting in it, but it's good. That's okay. I'm going to rent Sharknado sometime. Nice. So I don't need the acting. To well, I'm sure the acting is better than in Sharknado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would be disappointed if the acting were good in Sharknado. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, until next time. How can you reach us? I'm going to tell him, Brad. Fucking Christ. They're just going to go until next time. Bye. I was going to say, How until you normally next do time, it. you can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can email us, real nerds at gmail.com. Call us, 720-6nerds5. We need a celebrity to call us this week. I'll try to figure out who is going to be available. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to imitate Bruce Campbell because I love him too much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This has been imitations this whole time? Oh, I mean, no. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Maybe I get Jason Statham to call us. And so where was I at? RealNerds at gmail.com. You can call us, 7206Nerds5. You can tweet like us. us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. I already said the tweet at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Like us on said. Facebook. Leave us a message right there. Listen to us on Stitcher. Listen to us on Stitcher. Share you us can, on Stitcher. You can go on our website, leave comments directly on there. And yeah, realnerdspodcast.com. And we know there are, there are those lurkers out there, those people who listen and don't do anything. Do something. That's right. Send us a message. This Just say has hi. been a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. Until next time. Join us.